Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to outsmart your market with multiple disruptive startups in vertical integration. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Jeff Fenster. He's the founder of the rapidly expanding SoCal-based superfood brand, Everbowl. He's a serial entrepreneur focused on disruptive startups and revenue-driving innovation to grow and sustain successful brands leveraging vertical integration in a philosophy of making friends and having fun. In Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about the differences between a serial entrepreneur and an entrepreneur and the unique business philosophy that has worked wonders for Jeff and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show, and he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. Visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses, and we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses free. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. Jeff, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? So excited to be on today. John, thank you so much for having me. Really, really pumped to be here. And something kind of cool and unique that most people don't know is actually I almost joined the Marine Corps. I had an enlistment date. Um, I graduated college actually a year earlier than expected in three years. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do with myself. So I applied to law school and enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. And if I didn't get into law school, I was going to be a Marine. Um, But fun fact, I got into law school, so I didn't join the Marine Corps. But most people don't know that I was slated and had an enlistment date to be a special police for the United States Marine Corps. Wow. Well, you might have literally dodged a bullet there, brother. Not that uh, law school is anything to be too fired up about. I uh, tried that route myself. And yeah, that'll be another day, another story. But Fire Nation, I gave you the details about Jeff in the intro. And of course, the audio masterclass we're talking about today is how to outsmart your market with multiple disruptive startups and vertical integration. You might not quite know what that means, but believe me, we're going to dive into the specifics. We got some great juicy stuff for you today. So Jeff, let's just dive on in with what is a serial entrepreneur and how is it different than an entrepreneur? Great question. So, and I get asked this quite a bit. And really, it's it's understanding that the word entrepreneur used to mean one thing, which was I own my own company and I'm going to do that. And that's entrepreneurial. But if you look at it more in more detail, it's kind of like being a doctor. And when someone says I'm a doctor, you understand what they do, but what kind of doctor? And so entrepreneurial entrepreneurship is this overarching theme of, of business and commerce, which is I'm going to run the company, I'm going to create a company. And traditionally, entrepreneurs are experts in some field. So a lawyer starts his own law practice, a digital marketer starts his own digital marketing agency, an insurance agent starts his own insurance agency. Uh, but a serial entrepreneur is someone who 
the what is less important than the opportunity. And so a serial entrepreneur is someone who really goes into and really focuses on startups and creating companies from scratch, but the what they do can change and it's a, it's almost irrelevant as long as there's an opportunity that they've identified. And as a serial entrepreneur, it's what I do is I start startups. That's that's what I'm an expert at, not necessarily one specific trade or field. And so I've dug into that entrepreneurial overarching umbrella and said and identified kind of my strengths and weaknesses. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to do that as well and do a moment of self-reflection and say, what kind of an entrepreneur am I? Am I a lifer in one specific trade? Well, then that's great. Go do that and crush your market and be amazing at it. But if you really don't have one special skill or one thing that just consumes you as from a tactical side, but you love innovation, you love startup, you love disrupting, then serial entrepreneurship is a great path to really explore. And so as, as kind of an overarching definition, that's what a serial entrepreneur is. It's someone who, who, who actually starts multiple companies again and again and again and not necessarily in the same field. Give us a couple pros and a couple cons about being a serial entrepreneur. Well, the con, I'll start with the cons because I like my vegetables first. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but the con is that you don't really get the longevity and security that you would by building a sustainable business over a course of, say, 20, 30, 40 years. So if you start your own insurance agency, you're going to build a practice. You're going to get your customer bases. You're going to really get economies of scale over a long duration. You'll probably have less ups and downs in your career and a lot less of the risk because over time, if you built a successful company, you will have de-risked a lot of the, the scary parts of entrepreneurship. Where a serial entrepreneur, I have many more failures but I also have potentially many more successes and I have the ability to quickly navigate. And what I like to tell my teams is when you're a small startup, you have to leverage your strengths, right? So you're not a big, massive company with endless budgets. Um, so what are the strengths of being a, a small, the small guy or girl in the room? And really it's speed and agility. And that is the benefit of being a serial entrepreneur is I can make adjustments and tactical changes on the fly and change my company overnight. I could start one company thinking this is what I'm going to do, but based on market conditions, opportunities that present themselves, potential partnerships, or any anything else that may come, I can quickly move the boat and change the organization and now really be um, a little less susceptible to catastrophic changes like a housing recession if I was a real estate agent and that's what I did, um, or, you know, a, a finance in the finance sector during the, the banking crash. So it really provides me a little more flexibility, but I take more risk on a daily basis by being a serial entrepreneur. And I also have to answer the, what do you do all the time? Because uh, people don't really understand what I do. Um, and, you know, my mom, she likes to she likes to brag about me, but she doesn't really know what I do. So she always has to now say, just, just ask him. <laughs> what I like to Fire Nation is putting in the reps. I mean, in this world, it's all about putting in the reps. Anybody that's good at anything, basketball, you know, just sports in general, health, wellness, business, they've put in the reps. They've put in the work. They practice. They've tried. They've failed. They've learned. They've pivoted. They've adjusted. They've done the things it takes to actually learn and then eventually win. So you're putting in the reps. And guess what? Luck is where effort meets opportunity. So if you're putting in the effort, the opportunity may show itself a lot more often and you may get quote unquote lucky. So that serial entrepreneur is really putting in the reps. And again, you're getting to taste a lot of things. You're not just like, being in one vertical and one niche in one industry, you're getting to taste a lot of things, kind of going a mile wide and an inch deep, seeing if anything kind of clicks with you, seeing if anything lights your fire, spikes that aha moment. If it does, maybe then it's like, okay, now I got it. Now we go deep after, again, trying a bunch of things. Now, how can Fire Nation find opportunity as a serial entrepreneur? 
I'm going to use uh, my, my most recent company as an example, but I started a chain of craft superfood restaurants called Everbowl, and really it was to disrupt why we don't make healthy eating choices in society and provide a new quick-serve fast food option to solve that and help prevent illness. So most people think, well, okay, you started a restaurant chain, but really what I did was, and re- restaurants are extremely risky, but by utilizing serial entrepreneurship and vertical integration, I'm always looking for opportunities. So what was the very first opportunity that presented itself was it cost me way too much money to build my very first restaurant. And my goal was to open a lot of restaurants and we've opened 24 restaurants in our first 30 months since we started. And the way we did that was we hacked why it cost so much money to build the first one. And so we started our own construction arm called We Build. And so we built our own restaurants now. So now we created this construction arm, which was an opportunity just to serve my main business. And by doing that, it now gave me two companies, one that is self uh, is providing and basically self-sufficient because it has the parent company to support it. But from that now, we've been reached out to by Major League uh, Major League Baseball team to redo the restaurants inside of their facility, a haircut uh, company to do some franchise build-outs because we've been able to build restaurants so inexpensively and so efficiently. And so now I've created a whole nother opportunity. So where to find opportunity is inside of your own vertical. What are the service providers you're working with? What are the vendors you're using? What are the products you're sourcing? And what can you vertically integrate into your own enterprise to, number one, reduce costs? Because if you can standardize and vertically integrate those, you don't have to pay a middleman or, or middle middlewoman company to, to basically market up and provide that service. But number two, you may find that that company, that new company you started, just to support your main thing, turns out to be potentially bigger than your main thing. And that starts to kind of amplify itself by vertically integrating multiple startups inside of your own organization. That power creates opportunities where others may not have noticed them because you don't think about that, right? So we started importing our own superfoods. And so now we have our own import company and we source our own ingredients. But now I have other restaurants reaching out to me saying, hey, Jeff, you're buying these same ingredients we need. And you obviously Um, have high quality based on your restaurants, can you provide it to us? So now we have the opportunity to get into food service and I can help monetize my organization in another way that I wasn't able to before. So these are just some examples of how you can find opportunity, but really just take a moment, make a list of every vendor, every supplier, and um, realize what are the ones that you can basically do yourself. And and are you able to create a company that could be self-sufficient because you're consuming enough of it to where you now have that opportunity to launch this new company inside of your own organization. I think a lot of people are scared of jumping into new markets when they have zero experience. So what are some strategies and some tactics that you found actually work for doing something like that? I personally, and it's a personal philosophy, I think experience is the most overrated pre-qualification for a new company. Um, Experience is great, but no one has it until they get it, and you're going to get it by jumping in. So it's like when I watched my my, my oldest daughter, when we took her for swim lessons, the very first lesson, the instructor literally threw her in the pool, and she was two years old. Me and my (laughs) wife almost had a heart attack. (laughs) But he explained to us that naturally, like a dog, babies will know how to basically swim and put them in the pool and you'll see that experience will happen. And he was there obviously to make sure she didn't drown, but she sure enough was able to keep her head above water as a little toddler. And that is kind of a great metaphor for experience because with fresh eyes and disruption, you can come into a market and instead of doing what everyone else is doing, because that was your experience and you learned from everybody else in the same marketplace, if you truly want to disrupt it, coming in with no experience allows you to do things that 
you may just do because you don't know better and everyone else doesn't do because they're they're kind of lost in the forest for the trees. So again, I'll use a, an example from the from our restaurant chain. But when we started our restaurant chain, um, I had no restaurant experience. I still don't know anything about restaurants, and I own twenty. 20 you know, we have 20, we're soon going to have thirty restaurants. And the reason we were able to to quickly grow is I wasn't burdened by the same methodology that every other restaurateur is doing because that's what the industry has taught them. So we come in with fresh eyes, and when everyone's going, you know, when everyone's going left, we're going right, or Conversely, when nothing's going right, we go left. And so it allows us to continuously pivot and we can always find people and, and advisors and other strategists who can come in and provide insight into specific tactical problems we have. But by having no experience, we really can come in and just use our, our, our hustle, our grit, our business acumen into, as you mentioned at the beginning, just the sheer reps and repetition of just grinding it out, finding a way, utilizing 2019 apps and technology and understanding. So for example, we built an inventory system and we do it so different than any other restaurant. And every restaurateur who looks at how we do inventory says, first of all, it's brilliant. But second of all, how did you come up with that? Well, the truth is, we didn't come up with anything. We're not geniuses. We just didn't know how to do inventory. So we took 2019 mobile app technology and found the easiest, quickest way for us to accomplish the task. And lo and behold, it's it's actually industry changing because everyone else in the restaurant space is traditionally doing it in a more archaic, outdated model because that's just the way it's been done. And it wasn't a, a glaring problem for a lot of you know established restaurants to solve. So they didn't go and figure out, are we still doing this the right way? They just moved on with their business. But that actually was taking a whole lot more time and resources and money. And so Again, fresh eyes and disruption, it happens because we have no experience. And yes, you could say, well, doesn't that make you more susceptible to failure? Yeah, I mean, you can say that, but failure is only when you quit. Uh, making mistakes, you know, you learn more from mistakes than you do from successes because you analyze what you're doing. And so, again, being really nimble and utilizing speed and agility, we're, we're, we try to fail fast. Let's try something. If it doesn't work, let's pivot. Let's keep moving and continuously make the, the enterprise stronger. And we like to do that with fresh eyes and disruption. Another way to look at this, Fire Nation, is experience can mean you have these ingrained beliefs that are no longer true or are just holding you back. I mean, an example in my life with Entrepreneurs on Fire is people in the podcasting space before 2012, before I got into it, had this belief, had this quote-unquote experience that podcasts should be once per week, just like a TV show. And I came in and said, oh, la-di-da, like, I don't know anything about podcasting. I'm going to do one every single day because I get to talk to more cool people. I get to network more. I get to get better quicker because I'm practicing. I'm actually putting in the reps. They're like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. Listen to us. We have the experience. And I'm like, I'd rather not. And guess what? That allowed me to differentiate and do something cool and do something new and get a lot of momentum as a result. So there's a lot of ways to look at this quote-unquote experience thing, Fire Nation. And with you, Jeff, you have a very unique business philosophy. So break that down for us. Sure. So my philosophy starts with two main principles, and it's for any business I start. It's for every employee. We have 480 employees currently under the Everbowl umbrella today. And if you ask all of them, there's just two simple rules, and they are make friends and have fun. And when you do those two things, it's amazing what happens. Because instead of having this wall up where you're always worrying about what's in it for me or what can what can so-and-so do for me, when you will focus on making friends and having fun, doors open, opportunities open, your relationship capital grows exponentially, as I'm sure, as you just mentioned, you know, by doing a podcast every day, you've networked in such a huge capacity. And it is the most important attribute. You know, most, most people, when they start companies, think they need actual cash and money. 
I disagree. You need relationship capital. When you know the right people who can get you the right introductions or make the right uh, opportunities available to you, that can exponentially uh, move your company forward. So making friends and having fun has allowed me and my company to do that in all my companies because people like to make friends. And when you're always outgoing and you're always thinking about others and what I can do for you, if that's your mentality, people are going to love it. You know, it's another, I'm a big cheesy quotes guy, so I might drop a few of them and I apologize (laughs) in advance. Um, But one of the things that I teach my kids and I also teach my staff is treat your friends like your boss and your boss like your friends if you are working in an an organization. And when you start to do that again, you're going to empower the people around you that want to help you. And when you have a growing sphere of relationships that say, I love this person, I want what's best for this person. And when they're around in their world, they're going to think of you and your challenges and your needs. And all of a sudden, you're going to start getting phone calls. Hey, you know, I ran into so-and-so. I think you should talk to them because you're doing this and they're doing that. And it, it may be a great might be a great partnership. And so you really start to get this army of people who support you and your dreams and help you build your empire, whether it's professional or personal, through this. So I really stress making friends and having fun. And those are the two foundational principles of all companies that I start. And every employee at Everble knows knows those two rules. The question you have to ask yourself, Fire Nation, is don't you want to make friends and have fun? And if the answer to that question is yes, then why is that not your business philosophy? Or why is that not a big part of what your business philosophy is? Because again, you're running this ship. You are guiding this process moving forward Give your guidance, give your focus, be intentional about it. And we have so many more value bombs are going over Fire Nation as soon as we get back from thinking our sponsors. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses, and we speak from personal experience. We've been hosting Podcasters Paradise on the Thinkific platform for nearly three years, and it has not only helped us welcome over a thousand new members to the Paradise family, but it has also helped us deliver the best user experience to our existing members, and that's only the beginning of what's possible with Thinkific. Whether you've got a book, a blog, a podcast, or training others through online online workshops. An online course is an incredible way to grow your reach, generate game-changing revenue, and increase your impact. We've looked at a ton of options for creating online courses, and we chose Thinkific because it's so easy to use, and they have the best support team to help you succeed as a course creator, and they don't stop there. Thinkific has an exclusive offer for you, Fire Nation. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on their most popular plan, Thinkific Pro, plus leverage over one $1,000 worth of training bonuses free. Visit thinkific.com slash fire and start building your online course business today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash fire. Have you ever wondered how in the world you're supposed to market in a way that lets you get your products, your services, and the things you believe in most out into the world and yet still remain profitable? You're not alone. And today I want to share a podcast that will give you the answer. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show, and he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. Tune in every Monday and Wednesday. 
Wednesday as Russell pulls back the curtain and shares everything from tough lessons learned to mindsets to pure marketing strategy. You'll also learn more about Russell's personal journey and secrets to growing a business from $0 to $100 million in just three years without any capital. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. All you have to do is visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today. That's marketingsecrets.com. So Jeff, we're back and vertical integration is probably something a lot of people listening right now don't really understand. And in fact, I'm excited to hear your explanation of it too, so I can really make sure that I get it in the correct way. So first off, what is vertical integration and what's the value of it? Vertical integration is taking the supply chain from whatever your business, your widget, your restaurant, your uh, service provider, whatever you do, taking the the sourcing from the beginning of it to the end of it and integrating it inside of your own enterprise. So as as we kind of touched on at the beginning, I import my own superfoods back to Everbowl. I import my own superfoods and then we sell those superfoods in the restaurants. I could buy from third parties, but by vertically integrating that component of the company into the into our organization, I've created another startup. I've given myself opportunity to disrupt because I don't need to pay middlemen and be be subject to you know price increases that happen industry wide or or competitor issues or one of my suppliers goes out or he signs with a bigger company than me and kicks me off the off the docket and all these little challenges that come up by vertically integrating as many pieces of your organization and company inside of itself you make yourself number one more more protected against out, out third party and issues that may arise. But number two, and most importantly, you've given yourself more legs in the field of business. So if I needed to, I could start selling my acai. So we import acai. It's called Real Acai under a brand called Real Happy Foods. We only sell it to Everbull today. But if I wanted to, I could sell it to third party acai bowl shops around the country and the world. If I chose to do that, I now can enter this entire arena of, of food service and have a company. But what I don't have to do is I don't have to make much money doing that. So I could be very competitive on pricing. So if I put too much cash into inventory and I need to turn it back into cash, I can sell it at basically break even to get my cash back. But I've increased my buying power. I've been able to reduce my cost of goods because I've gone direct to the source. I've also now found other things that make me much more attractive to my customers because I know the source of my ingredients. I can talk about it. I can show pictures. I'm down in Brazil working with locals, sourcing high-grade quality ingredients. We also found jewelry. So when we were down there, again, just to find acai, we realized that there is an abundance of acai seeds that are getting thrown out on a daily basis because they have no value. So what we did is we asked locals to make them into jewelry, and we now sell them in our stores as a way to give back to the locals, make a little bit of extra money at the store level, provide a fun jewelry component to our customers. And our customers look at us and go, wow, they really care. They really understand their entire vertical supply chain from berry to bowl. And so by doing that, we have really made us stand out. We're not just some acai bowl chain that sells acai bowls. No, we actually ingrained ourselves in our own industry, which makes us experts. We understand so much more about the nuances of it. We start to really disrupt because when our competitors look at us and go, how are they able to do what they're doing? Well, we're so far ahead because we are vertically integrated. I am not liable to the same vendor issues that my, that my competitors are. So that's just an example back to Everbull, but it can be applied again to so many different arenas, which is taking all of the components that you can vertically integrate. And I know that word, I'm defining the word with the word, which makes it a little confusing, so I'll apologize. But basically, it is ingraining 
every function of the company that you can into into yourself and controlling it and having your own uh, handle on it. So that that way you can really make sure that you are getting the best pricing and being able to pass that savings either savings back to your customers or increase your profitability. Have you read the book Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip Wilson? I have not. So he's the founder of Lululemon and I'm like 75% through and he uses this word all the time, vertical integration. He is convinced it's the reason why Lululemon was a success that they are because they utilize vertical integration. So Fire Nation, if you want to learn more about it, it's a great book. You might enjoy the read as well, Jeff, for obvious reasons, but it's a, it's a quick it read. It's an enjoyable read for sure. Now, biggest mistakes. I love focusing on mistakes because there's so much we can learn from mistakes and we can adjust, we can pivot, we can just really just take in what we need to take in to make the next step in a better direction. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see most entrepreneurs make? It starts with ego. Unfortunately, um, the word entrepreneur makes someone feel like they are in charge, which they should. And as a byproduct of that, too often I see entrepreneurs, especially some that I mentor and I work with that ask me for advice, I find that their ego is standing in the way of their success. And I was guilty of this early in my career when I was a young entrepreneur starting my first few companies. I had that same ego, which was, I have to be in charge. I have to come up with all the ideas. I need to be the guy at the top. And everyone has to respect that I'm the brains of the operation. And it really set us back because what I lost by doing that was I lost building a team of people who are as passionate and as ingrained in the organization as I am and are willing to do whatever it takes. I also lost all their ideas. I created a wall and a barrier. And so I came up with a new philosophy on it, which is be the dumbest guy in the room. And that is the philosophy that I now take to every business I do and every boardroom I go to and with my team, which means I pride myself on being highly intelligent. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make sure I learn everything I can about every facet of our organization. And then I'm going to bring in rock stars uh, to, to around me who are smarter than me in every function of it. And by doing that, I enable them to be the expert in the room. I let them get the credit. I let them help kind of set the, the foundation for their respective uh, field. And what we've done is we create a dream team that can't be stopped because instead of kind of ref, uh, deflecting talent, I attract talent because talent can come and actually inject their DNA into the company. They get to feel like they're an entrepreneur. So they're entrepreneurial CFOs and an entrepreneurial chief marketing officer and an entrepreneurial chief development officer because they not only do those functions inside of the company, but they also get to define it. They get to build the processes. They get to stand at the top and get all the credit when, when credit is due. And I, and I deflect that credit to them. And I think that one, if you do this, if you take that moment and you really lose the ego in your own company, you're going to find that you're going to get better efficiencies and better output from your entire team. They're going to leave less. You're going to have much more longevity. They're going to be less likely to leave. They're going to love what they do. And they're going to attract more great people because great people like to be around other great people. You really feel out of place if you, if you kind of feel like your ideas aren't being heard and you're kind of just being told how to do it, but you have more value. You're going to run those people off with your ego. So lose the ego, be the dumbest guy or girl in the room, and I promise you, you're going to have an incredible team of people, which has allowed what we've been able to do. It's kind of allowed us to do it. Fire Nation, if you are the smartest guy or gal in the room on all or most things, you've created a terrible team. A terrible team. You need to bring in rock stars. You need to bring in rock stars who are the best at what they do and let them loose. Don't micromanage. Let them loose. Let them shine. Let them set the world on fire in the area that they are great at. Now, Jeff, you have dropped so many value bombs throughout this episode. 
Let's take a minute, step back, give us the one thing you really think we need to focus on with all intents and purposes with what we shared today. What is the one thing you want to make sure our listeners walk away with? I want your listeners to take a moment, look at what you're doing and say, okay, this is the way I've been doing it for however long I've been doing it. And that's cool. No matter how successful you are and however big it's gone, there's always a moment to take self-reflection. That's why there's a mirror. You look at yourself every morning to make sure you look good for the day because when you go to sleep, you don't look the same the next day. It's the same thing with your company. You're never going to stay static. So take a moment and say, how can I vertically integrate certain elements of the company? Even if they're not massive ones that you're going to start a whole you know, import company inside of it, it could be something very small. But by starting to look at your your company through the perspective of vertical integration, how can you streamline what you're doing and find economies of scale that you were not picking up before? So that would be the the, the main thing I would I would strongly advise every company to do. I don't think we do enough self reflection when we were, we're finding success. And number two would be truly lose the ego and make sure that you are attracting world-class talent because I would not be where I'm at. Everbull would not be where it's at without the incredible team we have. I am totally, totally standing on the shoulders of, of a team of people that move mountains and are incredible. And all I get to do now is talk about how amazing they are, but really they're the reasons that I've found success with Everbull and where we've been able to do and be as disruptive as we've been in the industry. And we've gotten national awards because of them. And I'm telling you, CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, who, you know, even CFOs, CMOs, directors, whatever position you are, take the time to enable your team because by doing that, I assure you, your company will move faster and further than you could have ever imagined. Bang. So Jeff, how can we find out more about what you have going on? How do you want Fire Nation to connect with you? Give us that final call to action. So first and foremost, I'm on Instagram at Fenster Jeff. Secondarily, please follow Everbull and see kind of all the new disruptive things we're doing at Everbull Craft Superfood. We did just launch um, our CPG arm, our consumer packaged goods division, and we just launched a new Superfuel coffee, which uh, is the world's first acai-infused coffee. Yum. Well, I little hint dropping here. I love myself some coffee, so some acai coffee would be very welcome down here in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average. Of the five people you spend the most time with, you've been hanging out with JF and JLD today, so keep up the heat. Head over to eofire.com, type Jeff in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. All the links, all galore, it's all there. And of course, check out Jeff on Instagram at Fenster Jeff and follow Everbowl. Check out what they have going on as well. Jeff, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your value, your knowledge with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and love your show. Love what you're doing. You are the best in the business and I'm so honored to be here today. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Jeff. And hey, successful entrepreneurs accomplish big, huge, huge goals. That's why I created the Freedom Journal to guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. And we're talking step by step, Fire Nation. Visit thefreedomjournal.com. Use promo code a podcast for a little $15 discount as a thank you for listening to my podcast. And again, that's $15. Can't say. So thank you, Fire Nation. As always, I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. 
Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. And we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses free. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show, and he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. Visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today.